Hello, Lindsay. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? So good. So good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Of course. Thank you. I'm excited to chat. It's going to be fun. I feel like um, you're one of those people I really appreciate how much you have fun in life. Like you do not oh. suppress the creativity, the fun, the inner child. And that is like, oh, I just love it. It makes me like so happy to see other people just openly being like the silliness and like whatever they are. It's, it's really wonderful. Um, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny. Cause I don't, I mean, I, I think about it sometimes, you know, I'm like conscious to it, but also, um, yeah, I, I sometimes forget that when I do share like on Instagram or something that it's felt, you know, sometimes it's just me just being me. And I'm like, I, it's almost like a rebellious act that I do. Cause I'm like, I don't want to put something ex- expected on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me do something just quite random and more creative. And so that's like my little act of rebellion. So I'm glad you feel, <laughs> yeah. you feel the intention. No, I love it because I actually will think about sometimes like I'm in a similar way, but I'll just like post random videos of me dancing and whatever. And I'm like, is this like, unbrand whatever and I'm like you know what this is like part of who I am like whatever and I think honestly people enjoy that stuff because there's a lot of heaviness and serious enough serious conversation to go around that it's fun to just lighten it up and just be like this is a thing that I'm doing I completely agree I completely agree it gives people permission Mm, yes exactly for sure for sure um but so you just had a big life event happened. So exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I got engaged. Um, it'll be almost two weeks this weekend. And um, yeah, I've never been so surprised in my life. Really? You know, I, I knew he was my person. I knew that we were going to take this next step. I just didn't know exactly when he kind of like, he put me off the scent and told me like, yeah, like 2022 for sure. Yada, yada. And so, and I, I have never been someone who pressured my partner to be like, so like, when are we doing this? And when's the next step? And where are we going with this? I just not saying that's wrong, but I've just never been someone to do that. Um, and so the fact that he planned this whole thing and has taken months to do this and has been so thoughtful, I was just overwhelmed. It was, it was one of those moments that I was like, Lindsay, if you do not receive every ounce of just love coming your way from him, from our friends and family, like, you're going to be sorry, like Mm. be open and just soak it all up. And I have been, and, um, it's felt really, really good. Cause I think, you know, there was a version of me years ago that would have deflected that love and just been like, yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, and not wanted to shine, um, in this way, but I'm really, I'm really owning it. And, um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't be happier. Oh, that's amazing. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like 
engagements and marriage and weddings, like there is so much social expectation, like all these perceptions that we worry about. And it's really, I love that you had no idea it was coming. Um, And I feel like for a lot of couples, especially something I've realized lately is like a lot of young couples in their like mid twenties will get engaged because they were like pushing for it and almost like out of fear because they want to like hold on to it and keep it like lock it down. And I think there's something really beautiful about having already committed to your partner. Like you already were there. And really the only thing that quote unquote changed is like this, it's, it's just more of like the next chapter, Mm -hmm. next thing that made sense. But the promise and the commitment was really already there. And I feel like that's something really, really wonderful that is changing also the way that people look at engagements and weddings and all these like Mm -hmm. symbols that people really just add all this like tradition to. And people kind of then go to the, to the extreme of being like, I don't want to get married ever. Like it's a construct. It's like bullshit, whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's really beautiful to think of it that way. But so essentially like leading up, you really had no idea. Yeah. I, I, I had no idea it was going to happen. And, you know, it's funny because in the moment that he proposed, we were by our, we were just the two of us, which I was so happy that we were. Um, and I had a split moment. It was literally lasted one and a half seconds where I was like, wait, what, what? like it's happening here now. What? Like the expectation. And I didn't even know I had an expectation. Right. But it's sneaky the way these expectations, um, like present themselves because I was like, wait, uh, I'm in a towel and you are not dressed and we're in a hotel room and what, 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 you know, like just feeling the authenticity of the moment was almost like outside of my, what I could imagine for this moment. And so I really had to like pause and just take a deep breath and be like, Oh my God, like this is what's happening. (laughs) And you know, like you could imagine that, Oh, we're going to be, you know, walking on the beach or doing whatever, whatever like vision you have in your head. And it's going to be so different. And I was so happy that I just, I literally had the thought for one and a half seconds and released it even quicker Mm. because I was like, no, be here now in this moment. Like this is just, I was truly like noticing every, every bit of his body language. I was just, I was noticing like how I felt when he hugged me. I was just noticing everything because I was like, don't, do not forget this. And do not allow any preconceived notions of this moment to give you amnesia, (laughs) you know? And so, um, yeah. And as we just, even two weeks in, not that we've started to think about it, but other people are like, do you have a date yet? What are you going to do? How's this going to go? And, you know, just the list goes on and, um, it's all with good intention asking those questions, but, um, I already feel myself wanting to be private about a lot of this because 
this is about he and I, this is about what we want. And I think that it will set the tone in a lot of ways for how we do our relationship, how we do our family, you know, it's like our future family. Um, yeah, I just am very mindful of that. And then I also don't want to be so cautious that it becomes an obsession. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I know that there will be times when I'm overwhelmed and things feel wildly out of control. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with that too. But right now I'm just really prioritizing our relationship, how each of us feels communicating like, like on a hundred, you know, because I think that you can easily slip into the roles of, okay. So in a heterosexual relationship, it's like the bride plans everything and that's the way that she wants it to go. And, you know, I really just want to every step of the way, like have conversations, like, what do you want? Right. What feels good to you and how can we make this our own instead of what maybe is expected or what other people see for us? Um, and I think if we maintain that connection, communication and prioritize like fun and just remembering why the heck we're doing this thing, mm. then I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like, a, also as someone who, you know, lives that public figure like lifestyle where, you know, sometimes, especially just having your own show where you kind of like are very open about certain things, but sometimes you want to keep a little something like, especially to honor our partner, right? Like they're, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily the same job or lifestyle, right? Um, but it's so interesting because I think that's really what people what I think has like caused people to be stressed out about these life events is previously it was so much more about like, how does it look? Did you get the pictures? Was it the right moment? Like all the movies about it, right? Everyone's posted these amazing engagement like photos and this story of whatever. I don't know if you saw apparently like this guy recently proposed to his girlfriend and had Adele there. You you have to look this up. It's hilarious. And there's all these like, tweets about it, about people being like, oh, like everyone's boyfriend's like shuddering because they're not going to have Adele at, at whatever. Oh my gosh. Like, Did he pay for that or what? I don't know. It was, <laughs> it was very like, it looked like a whole ordeal. Like there was a crowd of people there already. Like it looked, it looked like they had just kind of infiltrated an award show. Like they just walked in and Adele was on stage and there was like a whole crowd of people. And I was like, wow, like, why do we make this such a massive public spectacle? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It, it, it's- totally, totally. I think it's interesting to think about like the energetics of it when it is a, is really, really public, like the actual engagement itself. Cause we had a surprise party afterwards that he had um, planned. And I thought that felt really good, you know, to kind of like have our private moment and then be just like embraced by family and friends and celebrated. But there is something to many eyes on your engagement that becomes for me, like from my perspective, um, 
a bit leaky. And at least for someone like me, I'm thinking about, wait, who, who's seeing this? What's happening here? Like, it's almost like I can't be fully here and Mm. fully present. And also there's just like, it's just, it's nuanced, but it's like these projections that people have mm-hmm. of what's happening, their feelings about it. And then that energy is kind of like overlaid onto your experience. And so it's, it's, it can be slight, but it's, it's energetics, right? Mm-hmm. Like in any moment we could be picking up on what other people are feeling or thinking. And so I think for me, it's like how, what is my ratio of like private intimate moments in life to the more public shares? And I am very much prioritizing those private moments uh, between me and myself, between me and my partner, between me and family and friends. Um, Because I don't know. I just feel a leakiness when I share too much, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Totally. No, I mean, it's, like you said, it's energetics. It's like there's something really wonderful about the small moment that just you and this other person had and nobody else is there. And it's mm-hmm. just about you two and the connection and the emotion and the feeling and the conversation and the chit chat that you will remember forever. And it's just for you. Like those are the little pieces of life that it's honestly a little sweeter when it's just you because we already have this like third eye that's like always in the back of our minds because of the presence of technology and phones and like mm-hmm. we're always being filmed, right? It's even like this fear that like someone's going to get it on like on video. Yeah. So taking that away just lets you actually experience presence in, in like, you know, like what you always say, be here now, like this mm-hmm. moment, it's just you two. And there's something really, really nice about that. And I think all those like old traditions of engagement, the wedding in this certain way and making sure your mom is happy about this thing. It's like (laughs) brings in so many other people and you're like, hold up. Like Mm -hmm. this is about, I thought this was supposed to be about like celebrating our love, like us as individuals. So it's, it's good, I think, to break from that and like whatever way feels kind of most authentic to you guys. Definitely. Yeah. A few people have bestowed some advice upon me and one of them said that um, you know, the wedding is for other people, not for you guys necessarily. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, is that true? And I think there's truth to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I always, I just, I really want to remember cause I've had so many friends and even my sisters like get married and, um, it was beautiful and amazing. And like the leading up to it, there was just so many moments where, you forget the intention and you forget why you're really doing this. You know, you get wrapped up in paying for 300 napkins and you're just like, what? Why? (laughs) And so I just want to be as mindful as possible, you know, like logistics will happen, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because I have no idea how it's going to go. So I'm kind of excited for the unknown. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's, I think that's a good way to go into it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I think that matches honestly what the collective energy is at right now is really just trying to find ways to redefine what it is to 
break away from this tradition to mm-hmm. make our own path, whether it's that's relationship or even like on people's personal growth journeys, right? A lot of it, you know, and I'm guilty of this, like I used to feel like I had to share it in order for it to be valid because of like social media, because of being a content creator, podcaster, whatever, instead of being like, I can actually have this be an event, a moment, a goal, mm-hmm. achievement that I just relish in and that's still valid. Like I think we get mixed up thinking that authenticity and all these things have to be loud activity. Like sometimes yes. it's literally just you and like being there for yourself. Hmm. Yeah, completely. I um. I'm excited because I'm taking the month of December off mm. of Instagram. I'm a little nervous because I'm like, girl, <laughs> not going to cheat, are you? <laughs> but um, I'm excited because, yeah, I think that, I think this is going to show me, show me a new way that I can operate. And it doesn't mean I'm not never going to be back on, but to what you're speaking to, I think this last, you know, year and a half, two years has even more so made us so glued to our phones and technology and, um, watching other people, how are they doing things? And we've kind of lost the connection with our inner knowing about what's best for us mm-hmm. and how do we want to do things and what path do we want to pave? And yeah, I am excited to bring that connection fully online, offline, mm-hmm. you know, like that connection with myself, that inner knowing and finally, like hear myself clearly after not hearing myself clearly for a long time. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend, um, even though I haven't even done it yet, I already highly recommend it. It is <laughs> going to be just a, a clearing, a total reset. It will be challenging. I know. I definitely know that's going to be challenging. But I think once I get over a certain hump, maybe it's a weekend. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to feel the clarity because I think we don't realize the the energetic space that other people's lives are taking up in our own field, you know, because we are just automatically picking up our phones and scrolling Instagram. And we're seeing literally a hundred different experiences in the, in a matter of minutes and how much static that's creating. And so I really want to tune my, my antenna, like this body, this physical body, this emotional body, this spiritual body, so that I am able to really receive my intuitive hits, mm-hmm. my creative pings, um, my emotional pings with my partner. Um, and I think we all deserve that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up this idea of like tuning the instrument. I love, I always kind of call it, you have this instrument that has a mind a gut, a heart, emotions, all these things, right? And I know that you you have a whole, I think you, yeah, you have a whole episode on follow your heart, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious because I think that actually for 
a lot of people, sometimes they get confused by the idea of what's a gut feeling, like what's mm -hmm. following my heart. And how do you like, how do you know that you're following your heart or gut and, and tuning into your knowing versus just maybe acting like, um, you know, rash or like off, off of instinct in a way that might actually be possibly negative. And I think mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really curious how you sort of loosely define, cause it's not, it's not a science, right? Like how do you, what does it mean to follow your heart? What does it mean to listen to your gut? And like, I think back to when I was in college, right? Like just a few years ago, following my heart and gut, I feel like I don't know what that was. I didn't understand yeah. it then. And I wonder if someone told me then, just listen to your gut. Like, I wonder if those decisions would have actually been the gut or just like, oh, my random instinct is telling me to blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm curious like how that looks for you and for someone who's unfamiliar, how do they get back in tune with what those instruments are? Yeah, I think this is so layered. I think, you know, in order to be able to follow your heart, you do need to do a little tune up on um, your subconscious. So if you have stories, beliefs, running subconsciously that do not align with your greatest and highest good, then those are going to be in the driver's seat and will feel like gut instincts, right? Mm -hmm. Because they are so deeply programmed within you. You know, whether it's um, the, the story that I I'm not lovable. No one's, no one's going to love all of me. I'm a lot to handle. I'm a lot. You know, I talk to a lot of women who are single. Um, I have a program around being single and um, that's a very common story. I'm a lot. I don't know if someone's going to be able to handle me. And so the, the like rash instinctual reaction according to that subconscious belief might be to dim, dim your light around someone that you like. Oh yeah. Let me just be this way because I think they'll like me more. And then the connection is totally crossed, right? Like you're not being your true self. This person isn't seeing you and you're not giving them a chance to see who you really are and like you for who you really are. It's, it creates a really confusing connection. And so we really got to clear all of that. Um, there will always be stuff, right? But yeah. can we take time to slow down and notice the patterns? So noticing the patterns in our life that keep showing up and causing a bit of friction. And so can we identify those patterns, even writing them down and then being with them? Mm -hmm. When is my earliest memory of this particular pattern? When is my earliest memory of dimming my light or making myself smaller so that other people like me more? Hmm, okay. And we can meditate on this. We can uh, do deep imaginings with Lacey Phillips. She has incredible deep imaginings. When is my earliest memory of that? And then we tend to that part of us, you know, because she's so young and she, she needs 
adult Lindsay, adult Mm -hmm. Bella to like be there for her. And so once we're able to do all of this, I know it sounds like a lot, but truly it it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't take too much time. Um, It just takes consistency and awareness. Then we're going to be able to start to tune in to a deep knowing that we can feel on so many levels. It's going to be on a physical level. You're going to feel it in your body. This deep knowing you are going to uh, feel energetically. So you're going to feel that physically. And then you are going to feel, for me, it just feels like peace. It feels like my, it feels like my field is like in alignment where it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then you're going to get some confirmations and they're going to come in the form of signs. So it might not make sense to anyone else. In fact, you might have resistance and judgment from other people when you follow your heart. Totally. But there are going to be signs that confirm and you can even ask for them. Hey, I need some big ass signs to confirm that me following my heart on this thing is what I'm meant to do. And you will, you will, you will, you will. Um, so it's, it's definitely a process. It will bring up a lot in other people because if you have been operating in such a way where you have not followed your heart, where you have been what other people want you to be, then when you start following your heart, they're going to be like, who are you? You make me feel uncomfortable. What is happening? And you're just going to have to give them a bit of a system update. Mm-hmm with love, you know? Yeah. And that takes communication that takes presence that takes, um, patience, you know, because people don't necessarily like change, but our heart, our higher selves love change. Mm -hmm. Change means growth, you know, change means expansion. 100%. Yeah. I, the, the piece about it's like, I love the way to describe it as a tune-up because I think, again, kind of tied in with like following your heart, your gut. I think to me, it's tied with this piece of like authenticity and committing to yourself and like whatever your your truth is, your highest expression. But the problem is at first, we have all these beliefs and stories and conditioning. And so that's the piece where you have to do the internal part first, whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. that inquiring within the work, the spiritual journey, self-reflection, building the awareness, because that's where you find like what you're saying where, oh, was I operating from a place of first thinking about how this would, you know, how people would look at this thing? How, what's my family going to think? What are my friends going to think? Right. And like beginning that thought experiment, I think is what starts to shift it. And that's what I realized is the difference in you know the person I am now versus years ago was mm, that's right I did all this looking inside to be like oh I was operating from a place of you know prioritizing how this was going to look I thought that this was what I should be doing right like we we like subscribe ourselves to all these formulas and then we're like oh I just picked that up from some somewhere else and it's yes. like that's how I think you shift it is just simply asking where did this 
desire? Where did this thought, where did this belief come from? Like, do you really discover that? Or did you maybe pick it up from somewhere else? And sometimes it's okay if we picked it up. We just want to be aware of it because then we can run it through the filter again to be like, oh, like I actually don't agree with this formula, Mm -hmm. this thought, this belief anymore. I want to change that. Like that's the tune up method. Yes, absolutely. I think it's such a healthy thing, but I think we're so afraid to change our minds Mm -hmm. because what would that mean if we no longer believed X about ourselves or about someone else or about the world? Like Mm -hmm. it feels like such a big identity shift, but it's really just this delayering, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, actually I no longer align with that or I no longer believe that. And I think the clarity and then the action and following the clarity just sends a, sends such a powerful signal to your life that says, I am actively participating in my life. I am not in the, I'm not in the passenger seat, just kind of watching it go by and just believe in what I've always believed. I'm getting curious and I'm questioning things and I'm making sure that who I am right now aligns with how I show up to my relationships, to my work, to service. Like, and I think that's true alignment. It's not falling into that autopilot of, well, this is how I grew up and this is how I'm going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have like a big, or at least something, a memorable experience of that changing your mind or finding that you could exist, the I am kind of existed outside of a certain belief or story or you know, strong idea that you had that you had associated with your sense of self? Is there something that kind of like shifted that for you fundamentally? I think my relationship has been one of the biggest ones and has been a mirror for just how much I've changed over the last like nine years. Cause we met nine years ago and it was at a time when I was a bottle girl at this bar in New York, bar club situation. And we met there and, you know, he was so, so different from everyone that came into that place. He would come in with friends sometimes, sometimes clients. And I remember, you know, I was like 24, maybe 25, 25. And really I was, I was attracted to people who really didn't give me a lot of attention Um, I was attracted to people who were kind of, uh, I don't know, just kind of disconnected from reality. (laughs) Um, And he was very clear. He was, he didn't really drink that much. And I thought back then like, oh man, what a loser, you know? And he was so clear. He just like expressed to me that he really liked me, you know, after we had gone out a couple of times and that freaked me out you know, that really, really freaked me out. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean you really like me? Like, why are you so clear? (laughs) Um, so, you know, I, I basically ran from that for quite some time. We remained friends and we would kind of do this dance, but it's funny. Like I always got butterflies when I was around him, but I'm like, no, 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 this can't be like, no, 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 no. It's like dangerous. Like, yeah, yeah, it was just like, 
I think that if I were to be with him back then, I would really have to level up. And I think it gave me purpose to be with people who like really weren't on my quote level so that I could help them and change them. (laughs) And that's really not the game. You know, that's really not how a healthy relationship functions. Um, And so as I did a ton of work on myself and him on his self over that nine year period or, or so, um, and then we reconnected, I instantly, when we reconnected and had dinner that night back in 2019, I just felt like a completely different person. You know how they say like, you don't have, what do they say? Oh my God, let's get it right. You, you don't have like a cell in your body that is the same cell seven years ago or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I know there's, I know uh, there's one about taste buds. Your tastes change every seven okay. years. <laughs> same concept sure. for the whole body. But basically like your cell regeneration is happening at such a rate that like you are literally like not the same person, the same makeup, mm-hmm. like every X amount of years. So let's say seven years. And I literally felt that way. I was like, oh, not the same person. I am seeing him differently. I'm seeing myself differently. I'm carrying myself differently. I'm much more present and peaceful. And I, I just knew, I just knew. And I think that just showed me like, whoa, Mm -hmm. like I never want to say always or never, or I'm trying not to, because we are changing all the time and understanding ourselves more deeply and others more deeply. And so how can we believe the same thing forever? You know, there has to be some nuance there. And so that really showed me that, damn, okay. You know, you could, you could be so hard and fast on something like, no, I'll never, no, I'll never be with him. No, 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 not for me. And then literally engaged nine, nine years later. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. I, I think uh, a relationship can really be that like mirror or that kind of baseline for you to think about your sense of self and how you can change over time and that that's okay. Like that, that's actually a good thing and it's normal. And I think I actually had a similar experience like this. I've been with my boyfriend for five and a half years and we started dating when I was a freshman in college and I was literally completely different person. Like it's crazy. But the interesting thing, I believe it. (laughs) And it's like interesting because the relationship showed me especially this year, I I feel I've really gone through like a a positively radical change in just who I am, my interests, my sense of self and seeing that my partner held the space. I was like, of course you're going to change. And I knew that, but it wasn't the expectation that I was Mm. waiting for you to. It was like, you have this highest version of you, this highest expression. And we're just committed to the fact that we're both going to change as individuals, but we're like, this is the container of space where we hold that for each other. And I remember drawing the parallel between like, I realized that 
you know, my higher self is always there. Like I am her, she's here. It's Mm -hmm. just sometimes like she's hiding. Sometimes she needs like a little help to come out, you know? And then I realized that in the relationship, I was like, you knew that too. You knew early on that the higher self was in me all along and you were holding space for her too. So it was just really, I think an opportunity in relationships to watch each other change and grow and evolve. But have that same like there's still the sense of self and it can be independent at times of where you're at and what you think and the stories that you're buying into at the moment like you are still there the I am the Lindsay the Bell is still there and that's mm-hmm. something really profound to think that helps you like get better at oh I can change my mind obviously like I'm still here yes. I'm still me yes exactly and I think that's why relationships especially these more intimate romantic relationships are so profound and um, I don't know if necessary, it's the right word, but I do think that, you know, we are meant to be in relationship with people and for the reason being that we can support each other and really activate And like you said, hold space for this unfolding of more of you, more of me, more of him, more of him. It's like, I think doing that alone is sometimes in a little bit of a vacuum. Mm -hmm. And so when I, you know, in the last two years we got together, I had been single for a long time and I was like confronted when I entered this relationship and especially when we moved in together, because I had been living alone for a long time and I was like, Whoa, I'm like that. (laughs) What? Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's this. And I was like kind of scared at first. Cause I'm like, so if he sees these parts of me, what is he going to think? And is he going to run away? Right. You know? And he would tell me, he's like, I love all parts of you. You know, there are going to be parts of you that, bother me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that doesn't mean I love you less right? and vice versa. And I know that sounds like dull lens, but like that was a radical idea to me. That was a radical thing to say because I think what I had seen most of the time growing up was just um, a consistent criticism of the other and not accepting the other for who they are and really um, honoring them and just loving them for who they are. Um, I just saw the need to kind of control and change a person. So yeah, I'm, I'm being healed too in this relationship. I'm being shown what is possible and yeah, it's, it's, it's helped me to be more of who I really am because I'm no longer trying to be what the other person wants me to be. Cause he doesn't want that. He's like, I want you to be you mm. always, always, right. always, always. And he senses when I'm not being myself. And I notice that that creates a little friction between us. Cause he's like, what are you doing? Mm. You're doing be you. No, 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 be you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, this is, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's so, I think you can even get that in, um, you know, friendships or with a sibling or, or just in yes, relationship. Sure. It doesn't have to always be romantic, right? There, I Completely. will say there's something, I think, to another level when it's an intimate romantic relationship. But 
still like having just someone to really people, it's just having them be a mirror for you and having them show you reflect back and like bring you the honesty when you need it. Right. Like that's the piece that a lot of self-development and the work and all these things kind of happen alone, which is really good. I think you need that, but eventually the point is to bring it to your relationships, to your community and have that kind of bounce off of people to see how it's affecting, you know, the whole, everyone involved. Um, yeah. And so you have your, it's called the sacredness of being single, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm so curious how you essentially like, you know, for there's that piece of being alone, whatever you call it, independent, that I think is quite formative before getting into a relationship. And I'd love to hear you chat about that a bit and just even your own experience of, which you've touched on a bit of like, you know, how you can actually really be in that moment and in your independence. And maybe even once you're in a relationship, how to still maintain like that independence and how that can help foster a strong relationship. Yeah. I mean, I was... I was basically single for about seven years. I would date on and off, but was not in a committed long-term relationship during that time. And that was in the wake of a long-term committed relationship that I thought was going to be the one. And if I would have been told that, Hey, you're going to be single for the next seven years, I would have been like, um, excuse me, like I'm out. Um, but it was the most formative time of my life. I'm so grateful. And even just in the wake of this engagement, I'm like, oh my God, like that time allowed me to walk back to myself and to reset and reclaim parts of me that I had lost when I was in a relationship or in other relationships. And so I created this program, um, really like a support system of sorts for women who are in this season of their lives because we are bombarded with messaging and pressure to be in a relationship and be chosen. Mm. And um, I just wanted to pick that apart. You know, I, I don't think the goal of the program is to like, okay, you're going to be ready for a relationship. Woohoo. It's really to honor the season and honor and celebrate it. And a couple ways that we do that. Um, one of the things we do one week is um, we date ourselves. We take ourselves out on the date that maybe we would wish to go on with someone else. And it's a really scary thing Mm. because it's like, wait, what? I got to do this by myself. And I encourage anyone who does it to put away your phone for the most part. You can have it with you for sure, but put away your phone. I love, I love going to dinner by myself. It's still one of my favorite things. Um, Going to either like the bar and eating at the bar or even just getting a table by myself, you know, in the corner. Um, there's something that happens when we get over the fear of what people are thinking of us and we actually own it yeah. and we actually enjoy our own company. We people watch and we 
daydream. Maybe we journal a little bit. Maybe we make conversation with the waiter or bartender. Mm. Maybe we enjoy the music that's playing that we actually realize, oh my God, I'm amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm amazing to be with. I am... I am me rather than I am a person trying to find another person to feel more uh, validated or more fill in the blank. So I love that exercise. And it was really sweet when the girls went on their solo dates, I encouraged them to like take a selfie or two when they were on, on their day. And, um, it was just really sweet to kind of see and feel the joy coming through the photo you know, because, and I wanted them to have that as a memory to look back on like, yeah, that was the day that I took myself out. And how did that feel? And yeah, I want to do that again. Mm. And I want to make that a habit and a a practice that I do. And I still do it um, even when I'm in relationship. And I think it's important that um, we retain that sense of self within relationship for so many reasons. But most importantly, I feel like it's such a huge gift to our partner. Mm-hmm. You know, when we remember in every moment who we are. Yeah. Because it really allows the relationship to be as full as possible. If we are like shrinking ourselves or if we are lying to ourselves or the other person, I don't know, the bones become thinner. The bones of the relationship become a lot thinner. And it becomes confusing. And so then both people start operating under this false sense of who the other person is, who they are, and it just becomes really messy. And so I committed in my relationship now to have my practices, you know, that bring me back to me. And that includes, you know, Saturday sometimes or on the weekend, we'll have like a huge chunk of a day where we just take to ourselves and then we'll come back together and just feel, I feel, I feel renewed. He looks renewed to like, I'm like, Oh, I see you differently because I took time for myself and vice versa. So I think it's really important um, because I think as women, and this is general statement, but in my experience, when I'm in a relationship, when in the past, it's been like, well, all my needs and desires, <laughs> see you later. It's all for the other person. So this new practice and understanding of what it's really meant to be like in a relationship has just been so helpful and freeing. Um, so if any of your listeners are in that season of their lives where they are in between relationships this is the most sacred time. Um, and I'm actually going to do the program again. I do it once a year. We're going to open enrollment, I think, middle of February. So Great. if y'all are feeling called to it. For I'd sure. Have yeah. Um, that The independence, I think, it's also to show yourself that you can provide a lot of the needs that you think the other person or some outside entity has to provide for you, but you can actually provide them for yourself. And I think a lot of relationships get into this tense, like sticky place because they are 
like, and there's a balance with this, but when you're expecting all of the comfort and support to come from the other person, you forget that you can actually create it for yourself. And by doing that, you create a, like, I think we expect our partner to provide the exact form of love that we need. And it's like, that's an impossible expectation because everybody shows it differently. And so when you can create it yourself, you're like, oh, I can then, you know, bring a different element of what it means to be a partnership, what it means to be in relationship, like what this other person can provide for me. And then you're much more, I think, appreciative of how they uniquely support you, right? Instead of like casting these projections of, I need this exact format of compassion or else like I'm not happy. And it's like, what if you just provided it for yourself somehow, right? Oh yeah, that's that's one of the the things we focus on in the program too, where it's like, oh man, how have we been neglecting ourselves? Have we been able to give ourselves these, these things the whole time? And the answer is yes. And we really have to be um, delicate when we kind of pick this apart because it might be what we saw growing up. It might be um, our way of protecting ourselves. It might be a host of reasons. And we really have to have compassion for like why it is, but also know that we are ever evolving, malleable, beautiful beings that can make a different choice and can believe something else. Um, but yeah, I completely, I completely agree that that is, that's number one, you know, being able to be what you need first. Totally. And it really models for your partner. If you have a partner, friends, family, it models for them how they can support you. Yeah. So if you're not taking care of yourself, if you are not supporting yourself in the ways that you want to be supported, it's going to be confusing for the people around you. I, I'm sure we all are nodding. We have someone in our lives that we're like, man, oh man, I wish they would support themselves or help themselves, right. you know, because it's hard to help someone who doesn't want to help themselves. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk about relationships for days, but I, I want to, <laughs> I want as, as a, someone who's obsessed with communication, I'm like, relationships is where it all I goes know. down. <laughs> um, but so your music is so beautiful. I get chills when I listen to it. I was, there's, you have um two really beautiful recordings on your website and among the the ones that you share on your Instagram as well. But I was thinking about something you said really um, resonated with me in that for you, music is like you're in touch with something else. Like there's something, some like, I just gave myself goosebumps thinking about it. Like there's something Mm -hmm. greater. You're connected, whether it's to source, universe, God, like there's just something coming through you and you can't always describe it. And I would love to hear you talk about that more and just kind of expand on what that it's sometimes indescribable, but what that feels like and how, you know, nourishing your love of music and creativity and expression helps, helps you feel connected to something. What, what is that feeling for you? Yeah, I, I can't speak to this feeling without touching on the years and years that I felt like I was 
pushing and comparing myself to death and really um, constricting my creative channel. Um, I was, when we're young, I feel like there's always this opportunity to compare Mm. because we are placed in arenas where, you know, we're in school or we're in an audition room or what have you. And I was always just feeling like, oh man, I'm not as good as her. Or I wish I could, I wish I could sing like that person, or I wish I could be as confident as that person. And I really didn't spend a lot of time and energy excited and confident with my own gifts. And I know I had to walk the path that I've walked in order to come to the place that I'm at now. And this place is really just this, this complete appreciation and gratitude for this very unique gift that I have, many people can sing, but I'm the only one with my voice. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one with these particular melodies coming through. Just like anyone is, anyone is unique in their own right. Like we are not the same. And so I, I really kind of settled into this uniqueness and part of that uniqueness is not being the best, right? Like there is this allowing of the gift to be exactly what it's meant to be and then getting out of the way. And I think for me, I've just fallen so in love with the process. Like I just, before this, um, did a like three hour session with two of my friends, like a music jam sesh. And we just like went at it and there was no plan. There was yeah, no goal really. There, the the plan was just a jam, right. and what came out of it was so beautiful. We were like, "Did we just write a song? Did we just like freaking channel God? Like, what was that?" And it was so fun, and the feeling, the feeling for me, is. Yeah, it's hard to explain. It's really that feeling of knowing that I'm out of the way, Mm -hmm. that feeling of my judgment has taken a break and she's in the other room. My comparison is also on a break and I just feel, I just feel so peaceful and I feel alive and I don't feel like I'm pushing, pushing, forcing or trying to be anything that I'm not. And that's really new to me in singing. You know, for years and years, I was like trying to sound like this person, trying to hit this note. And now it's like, it is what comes through, you know? And um, yeah, I'm excited to share more music in the new year. Um, I'm trying to get out of my own way within that process alone because there's a part of me that says, Lindsay, you don't know how to produce music. Like, how will you do that? And I'm like, excuse me, move over. Like, we're going to do this. It's all good. It, it will, it will work out because the, the pull has been so strong and clear. So, um, yeah, I just, I wish for everyone with, 
a creative passion that they make enough space for it, that they get out of the way, they let go of what they think it's going to be and they just allow it to flow through them. Um, And last thing I'll say is like, I think we need to call on our divine support for these moments, you know, because they're waiting, they're waiting to help us. Our angels, our guides, our ancestors, our galactic family. It's like, this team is literally like, hello, (laughs) hello, ready to go. And so the sessions that I've sat down and lit a candle and called on my team to arrive and support me have been the best because it's not just me. Mm-hmm. I feel supported by something otherworldly. And that's, that's what I want because ultimately the music is not about me. You know, it's like how, how it makes people feel. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the getting out of your own way, I think is a really good way to put it because with expression, with art, with whatever your creative iteration is, so much of it gets tied to, are people going to like it? Is it, is it good? Like, is it whatever, right? Instead of just let it come out of you, like flow state, right? Flow would imply that there's not, there's no tension. It's free. It's in tune to whatever allows you to let go of all these weird illusions we make up about judgment and all this stuff that is a lot of times it's not, it's not real. You can't really feel it, right? It's just in your head. So that is just, it's so important to find ways to let yourself do that, right? Like in my own experience, I for years have been denying that I actually am a writer. I love writing and I'm very good at it. And when I get into that right zone, I explain it the same way. I feel like I am in touch with something that I can't explain, that the words are just coming through onto the paper and it is so pure and authentic. Like you can't fuck with it and you have to just let it ride and get out of your Mm way. It's so, yeah. And I think that that part is, it's kind of shamed in us, right? Like, like you said, as a kid or growing up, you know, things get competitive and we start to think like, oh, I shouldn't pursue this because I can't make money or it's hard to Mm -hmm. be good. Or like, it's, you know, we've just been told they shouldn't do it. It's too hard. It's not worth it. It's like, the point is to just do it. Like that's what the whole purpose is. It doesn't have to have some specific outcome, right? It can just yes. live as it is. Mm, yeah, I completely agree. I can't wait to read your writing. Mm, thank you. Yeah, mm. I am. Um, and I love how you own that. Like I'm a really good writer. I love, I love hearing people. Um, yeah, just know that about themselves and own it. and say it from their heart. I think we need more of that because I think we either are too worried that we're going to sound like we're bragging Mm. or I don't know. It's just, I want to hear more of that. I want to hear people say, you know, the things that they're really proud of and that they love and that they're really good at, like that inspires me. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like what you said, you can't, sometimes you have to thank that previous part of you, that other season that you were in where you were suppressing it and you were denying that you actually have a gift and a talent. And Mm. when you step into that, like it's, 
so expansive. And it's like you said, it's inspiring. Like people think about all the people that, you know, you just watch them exist and it's electrifying. That's a person who knows that they have a gift, that they're here for a purpose. Like they're aligned with that. They're not questioning if they're good or not. Right. Mm -hmm. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Mm. Um, well, I know we're uh, out of time here, but this this flew by for me, by I the know, way. I, at 140, I was like, oh my God, we've already been talking for <laughs> 40 minutes. Um, well, you did. So I, I just love talking to you. And um, yeah, I just, I feel like you have a gift for making people feel comfortable and for just listening. I think listening is number one. If you're interviewing people or even just having a conversation with someone, listening is number one. Mm-hmm. And um, you do such a good job. Thank you. That's very kind. I really appreciate that. This was a joy. I um, it's I know some. It's like having a guest on that you just you just know. It's like we're just gonna flow. We're gonna be in this 100%. little conversation container, and it's just a joy to. Yeah, I mean, listen to understand, right? A lot of people listen to respond, and it's like yes, just actually hear their mm-hmm. piece, their story, what they think, and just like bounce off of that. It's very, it's beautiful. Yeah. And you, you guys on almost 30, like I'm, it's a huge inspiration for just the substance of what you guys talk about is incredible, but I'm also always impressed by the ability to create that little vortex of connecting and conversation and like holding the space and bouncing back and forth is like just it's amazing. I, I look up to it a lot as a fellow podcaster. Thank you. That means a lot. Of course. Lot. Well, thank you so much. This was just such a joy. Um, and I'll, I'll send you some of my writing if you are curious Please. to read it. Yes, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll DM it to you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, please let me let the listeners know where they can connect with you. If you have um, anything launching soon, please share all your stuff and I'll make sure I link it in the show description. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, you can listen to Almost 30 anywhere you listen to podcasts. Learn more about Almost 30 at almost30.com. Um, I'm at Lindsay Simsick on Instagram. And yeah, my Sacredness of Being Single program. It's a six-week program. We are opening enrollment mid-February. And yeah, it's also something that I really just allowed to come through me. I didn't, I I literally wrote it and, um, created it in like a weekend and it was just so right. And I had like 90 women join me last program and, um, I'm still in touch with them and it's, it's pretty wild. And, and they do most of the work, right? Like I'm there to be just a, a support and guide, but it's unbelievable when we set an intention and we invest time and money, you know, to mm-hmm. do something for us. It's really powerful and changes other aspects of your life that you could never imagine. So excited to welcome a lot of you there, but thank you for having me. This was so fun. Thank you. Right back at you. Those. This was wonderful. Um, amazing. Well, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, a great Thanks. weekend and that you continue to ride the high and don't come down from it. From yeah, your engagement, from everything <laughs> happening, just keep keep enjoying it. You, uh, you deserve that and more. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And, um, any way we can support you, help you, I'll obviously share this episode, but any other way that we can help you, please, please let us know. Um, thank you for being a part of the community. It means 
it means a lot. Of course. Thank you. Well, I'll let you go, but uh, thank oh, you again. Yeah. This was wonderful. I'll talk to You're you soon. You're welcome. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye.